You know, John Owen, the great Puritan preacher, he spoke the following message to his congregation in, in 1680. That's, what is that, 1400, 450, nearly 450 years ago. And I'm just going to read you a very, very small portion of it. And, and this is what he said. He said, you know that for many years, without failing, I have been warning you continually of an approaching calamitous time and considering the sins that have been the causes of it. I have told you that judgment will begin in the house of God, that God seems to have hardened our hearts from his fear, and that no one knows what the power of his wrath will be. And all these things I have foretold you of perilous, distressing, calamitous times. These all now lie at the door and are entering in upon us. You know, God did send his awful judgments against that society. For you see, John Owen lived to weep over a flaming holocaust. London, the great fire of London, where 70 to 80,000 homes were burnt to the ground. But before he saw a single one of these calamities take place, however, Owen faithfully cried out from his pulpit. And this is what he said. He said, I'm going to show you how we ought to comport or how we ought to behave ourselves in and under the distressing calamities that are coming upon us. Friends, I put it to you tonight that we are living in such a time as Owen lived in. There's a coming storm. You know, I think even the unsaved know that there's something happening, something strange in our world today, something that we've never, ever experienced before. You know, I speak to a lot of people whenever I'm out delivering the oil, and nearly every one day a man says there's something, there's something strange about the days in which we're living in. You know, just before Christmas, I delivered oil to a 94-year-old man. I don't know, I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere in this area. And he told me he was born in 1928, I think. Imagine that. He was born in 1928. A completely different world to the world that we're living in now. And I asked him, because... I'm a curious type of fella. I like to ask questions. I like to know things. And I asked him, Sir, have you ever seen anything like the days in which we're living in now? And he said, Son, I have never seen anything like the days we're in now. And remember, friends, he was born just after the end of the First World War. He, he lived through the hungry 30s. He went through the Second World War and everything that went, that went with it. 
He lived under the threat of nuclear annihilation in the 60s whenever America and Russia were going to blow the world apart with their nuclear bombs. And then he lived through the chaos in this wee country from, from the late 60s right through to the early 2000s. And after experiencing all that, this elderly man says, Son, I have never seen days in which we're living in. No, i never seen anything like it. Friends, we're living in strange days. I, I can't explain at all. But there is something happening in our world. Would you agree with me tonight? It's as if, it's as if the stage is being set for something this world has never, ever seen before. And I think we all know what that something is. It's the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. But you know, friends, before his return, the Word of God says that the days will wax worse and worse, and men's hearts will fail them for what is coming upon this earth. And you know, friends, we as believers, we're not going to be exempt from the storms and the tribulations that this world is going to face and probably are facing now. You know, I believe, as my own personal belief, I believe that we will be part of it. Some don't believe that, but that's okay. But friends, victory is not always without suffering and pain. For you see, God's word says we are to enter into Christ's sufferings. For even he was not immune from suffering. Victory for Christ came through suffering. So friend, why should it be any different for, for us? First Peter 4, 12 and 13 says this, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Friends, hear me. Suffering may endure for a night, but thanks be unto God, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Thank God our suffering is always followed by a final victory. But may the God of grace, the one who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, may he perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Yes, friends, the days are getting worse and worse. And we, as the body, as the body of Christ, know we're living in the last of the last days. Scripture is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. I mean, consider Luke 21, 10, 11. Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes, pestilences, famines, diseases. I mean, we're all living through that right now. And friends, I believe this is just the tip of what's to come. But brothers and sisters, knowing this, knowing that the night is far spent and that the day is at hand, then, 
then what should be the response of we, you and I, who are believers in Christ? You know what John Owen told his people? Way back in the 1600s. And I believe it's, it's no different for us, but this is what he told his people. He told them to prepare an ark for the safety of you and your family. Prepare an ark. Friends, can you see it tonight? Noah prepared an ark, and him and everyone in that ark was saved. You know, there were only eight people in that ark, but they were all saved. They were his family. Everyone else who heard the warning was outside of that ark. They refused to enter the ark. And friends, when the storm came, they perished. They perished. Now friends, we all know who the ark is. The ark is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And there's no other way for a man to be saved or to stay safe but through him. Friends, we need to be in the ark. We need to be in Christ. We need to draw close to him. We need to look upon him. You know, you will have heard this many times before, but the only way that you and I will get through the days ahead and through whatever storms may come into our lives is to put our full trust and to put our full faith in Jesus. For you see, the Word of God says, the just, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, Looking on to Jesus, the author, and the finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, friends, it doesn't say looking on to a church. It doesn't say looking on to a pastor. It doesn't say looking on to a minister. It doesn't say looking on to a pope, looking on to a priest. It doesn't even say looking on to yourself. No, friends, but it says looking on to Jesus. Looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Do you know that you can be blind? And I mean physically blind. Physically blind. And still have eyes that look on to Jesus. Because friends, it isn't with our natural eyes that we look on to him. But it's seeing him by faith. It's seeing with spiritual eyes. I mean, you all know that great hymn writer, Fanny Crosby. She was blind, blind from six weeks old. But she wrote more than 8,000 hymns. And you'll know many of them. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. I am thine, O Lord. To God be the glory. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Draw me nearer. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock. And she wrote many, many more, but 
But listen to these words that she wrote. She said, safe in the arms of Jesus, safe on his gentle breast, there by his love were shaded, sweetly my soul doth rest. Heart is a song of heaven, born in the sweetest voice, echoed by saints and spirit, making my heart to rejoice. Safe in the arms of Jesus, safe from corroding care, safe from the world's temptations, sin cannot harm me there. Free from blight of sorrow, free from doubt and fears, only a few more trials, only a few more tears. Jesus, my heart, dear refuge, Jesus has died for me, firm on the rock of ages, ever my trust shall be. Here let me wait with patience, wait till the night is o'er, wait till I see the morning break on the golden shore. Friends, what beautiful words penned by someone who saw only with spiritual eyes. She may have been blind, but she looked with eyes of faith upon her beautiful Savior. You know, in this crazy world in which we're living in today, friends, there's multitudes upon multitudes upon multitudes. Multitudes of people looking on to many things and the hope that it's going to give them, it's going to bring them peace and the hope it's going to bring them safety and the hope it's going to bring them contentment and the hope that it maybe it's going to bring a little bit of joy into their lives. But friends, I'm going to tell you, they're in for a rude awakening. For you see, whenever everything starts to go south, whenever this whole thing starts to collapse, whenever the storm really starts to blow and everything that can be shaken is being shaken, then friends, looking at your money, Looking at your investments, looking at all the wealth and all and all the 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 the, the goods that you have uh, accumulated, friends, they're not going to do you one bit good. For you see, that's all wood, hand, stubble. It's going to burn. It's going to burn. Friends, the only thing that's going to bring real joy, real peace, real contentment, real safety, real hope in these turbulent days in which we're living in, is to look on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, brothers and sisters, we, there could be in the not-too-distant future, they could come and tell us that we're not to mention that lovely name of Jesus. You know, that is that is a possibility. What do we do? We look to him. We look to him. You know, there, there could be a day when they'll tell us, it's an offense to carry this Bible. You're not allowed to carry your Bible out in the streets. Friends, that possibly could happen. What do we do? We look to him. We look to Jesus. You know, there could come a day, very possibly, where they'll put a chain and a lock upon that front door 
and they'll tell us you're not allowed to meet in that name. Friends, what do we do? I know it's very simple tonight. It's very, very simple. But friends, what do we do? We look to Jesus. We look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. For you see, he's the only one that we can truly trust in. He's the only one that'll see you and I through these turbulent times. You know, friends will let you down. Family will let you down. I'll let you down. The church will even let you down. Your own flesh will even let you down. But friends, hear me clearly tonight. Christ, Christ will never, ever let you down. You know, the Word of God says that He'll stick closer to you than even an earthly brother will. Psalm 121 says, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy seed upon thy right hand. The, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Friends, what a promise. What a promise we have from God. He will do his part. But friends, you and I must do our part. And what is our part? It's to lift our eyes and to lift our hearts and to look on to him. For he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. And you know, that just means as the author then he's the captain of our salvation. In the Greek it means he's the prince or he's the leader. And he goes before us as the originator, the originator of our faith. He's our leader. He's our leader whose matchless example we are to follow always. And you know, I like what Matthew Henry says about Christ being our finisher, our finisher of the faith. He says he's the perfecter of the canon of Scripture. He's the finisher of grace and of the work of faith with power in the souls of his people. And he is the judge and the rewarder of their faith. He determines who they are that reach the mark. And from him and in him, they have the prize. You know, friends, I don't know what way you have come into this meeting tonight. I, I don't know what you have left behind in your own homes. You may have a million, trillion things running through your mind at this very minute. You may be facing a million problems. You don't know which way to turn. You don't know who to look to. Well, friends, can I tell you, can I encourage you tonight? Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Don't look at your problems. Don't even look at yourself. But look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, we've all got on to have loved ones who seem, I know for my part, who seem as far away from God 
as he ever did today. What do I do? What do you do? Friends, we look to Jesus. We look to him. Sickness is ravaging many homes at the minute, friends. What do we do? We look to him. We look to him. The country seems to be going to hell in a handbasket as, as quick as anything. Friends, what do we do? We look to him. We look to him. You know, friends, tonight Jesus stands at the Father's right hand and he's making intercession for the saints. That's you and that's me. And he hears every cry. He hears every prayer. He hears every petition. He hears the cry that cannot even be uttered audibly. But you know, friend, as we lift our voices in prayer tonight, let's pray in faith. Let's pray believing. For he's promised to answer every prayer and every cry. You know, as I come to a close, let me read you a few, few more scriptures. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Psalm 61 says, Hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayers. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. For when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Psalm 32 says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. And Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, friends, there's an abundance of scriptures we could all quote tonight. But you know, I just want to encourage you tonight simply to lift your eyes. To lift your eyes of yourself. Lift your eyes of your problems. And look to him tonight. Those impossible situations maybe you're facing. Let's look to him tonight. For he's able, isn't he? Isn't he able? He's able to perfect that which concerns you and I. Friends, let's look to him tonight as we come in prayer tonight. Just remember Candace Malcolmson tonight.